You're listening to The Mid-Twenties Crisis with me, Mark Shadbolt. And me, uh, Ben Pounce. Pounce yeah. yeah. Thanks. Okay. Welcome to an episode of The Mid-Twenties Crisis with just me at the moment. It's a special episode because I've fired Ben, essentially, because he's too boring and just blathers on about himself all the time. So I thought what everyone wants to listen to is just me, isn't it? But I do, I do have Margot Trinquet-Chin with me. Say hi, Margot. Bonjour. Oh, that's French. Oh, yeah, because I'm in France, aren't I? So that makes sense. Because actually, what it, I haven't fired Ben. What we're going to do is try and do a sort of uh, compilation of us talking to each other through different recorded messages. It'll become clearer later on. But essentially, what we're going to do is an appraisal, a midterm appraisal, because we've got to we've got to episode ten. Is this? I don't know. We've got to quite a few episodes anyway, and it's time to sort of take stock and know where we are with our whole thing. And Basically, what we're going to do is an appraisal. So I'm going to ask a few questions to Ben about how he thinks he's performing, and Ben's going to ask some questions to me. That's how it's going to work. So uh, we, yeah. But I, the reason the reason we're doing this is because I'm on holiday. I'm in France, aren't I? So say more French things to prove it. Bonjour. On a la guépie dans le Tarn-et-Garonne. Oh, that's, who knows what that means? It's a mystery to everyone, except maybe if Claudia listens, she'll be the only person. There's like less than one percent, maybe now, of our listenership will understand that. Unless you listen and I listen. That's three out of ten. Actually, it's probably half people are going to understand. Doesn't matter. So like, there was one time I just wanted to say before we start. There was one time when I was, um, when I was at my job before last. I used to work in a sex shop, didn't I? <laughs> and, uh, but uh, at one point, I had an appraisal. And, uh, and I, f- I fell for like the compliment sandwich. Have you heard of that technique, Margot? No. The compliment sandwich? Basically what it is, is you're supposed to say something really nice about someone, then say what you t- truly hate about them, and then finish off with another compliment. So they sort of forget that they've been insulted by you. So I remember when, when I sat down in my first appraisal, she was like, oh, you're a very talented writer. And I was like, I am a talented writer, aren't I? And it just stayed in my head the whole time that I was a talented writer. And I think she said something about firing me if I don't do better. But other than that, I think it went pretty, <laughs> pretty well. Well, needless to say, I did get fired after that. <laughs> I got fired because they changed my job description after I took the job. I mean, how fair is that? But that's bloody communism for you, isn't it? Anyway, so I think well, we'll get started on our respective Todds. But I'll ask, I'll ask Ben. Hold on, maybe. Oh yeah. Oh no. The other thing I wanted to say was that um, I'm happy I'm far away because. If Ben gets upset with any of my evaluations of him, then what can he do? He's not going to fly to France and get me, is he? Or is he? I don't know. I'm scared now. Okay, but I've got my, I've got my first question. Right, so Ben, I'm going to ask you this. What do you find most difficult about working with the team, i.e. me and possibly the microphone, if you consider the microphone to be a sentient being, which I do? It's, uh, it's very funny you ask that, mate. Um... And hello, everybody uh, who's tuned into the mid twenties crisis with the Mark and Ben. It is uh, going to be a seamless episode, uh, which mainly hinges upon my ability to use GarageBand. Uh, it, I said it was very interesting that you mentioned about the microphone, Mark, because I have actually, while I haven't had you buzzing around in my ears and whining about a pop shield, I have worked out how to use the uh, sound levels on the computer, which means that the quality of my recording will be hugely increased and it will benefit even more so from the fact you have recorded your your audio on what can only be described as a pencil sharpener 
stuff it up your nose. Um, in answer to your question, the hardest part about being part of the team is nothing to do with the microphone. It's to do with the f disgusting, bright white piece of useless flesh that sits opposite me normally. And through, I assume, happenstance, happy happenstance, has been relocated across the pond and away from me. Now, I don't want that to come across as particularly nasty um, because I think you're a really, you know, normal, friendly bloke, but you're a waste of space and I hate you. And But then also, on the other hand, I think you've probably got the potential to grow a nice wig. That's a compliment sandwich. Poorly executed compliment sandwich. Um, I'd also encourage you to keep that uh, hateful foreign language off this podcast because I don't know if that puts us in a whole other language category that we could miserably fail at. I have a question for you, and it's a question that cuts right to the core of your useless, unplanned life. Uh, <laughs> I realise that this is unbelievably aggressive, and I'm sorry about that. Um, but the question which could be found on sort of top interview questions, probably interview, it's misinterpreted my, when I've googled interview questions, it's misinterpreted exactly the thrust at what we're going for here, but hey, Mark, what is your five-year plan? And I would encourage you to go into as much detail as you could manage. I imagine it's poorly thought out and frankly not worth listening to, but let's have it anyway, old boy. Right, my, oh, what, that question, thanks for your question, Ben, I hope you've asked it in a polite way and not sort of been withering in the way you've asked it, but I mean, my five-year plan, I mean, I don't have any specific plans for five years' time, Margot reckons I should learn Spanish and move to Spain, but the thing is, if I was going to move to Spain, I'd move to Barcelona, so I'm going to learn Cantonese if I go there, aren't I? Cantonese, yeah. Yeah, that's what they speak there, yeah. I've, I've heard that on the, on the radio, they speak Cantonese in... Yeah, because well, because I mean, it'd be nice to live in Spain, but I reckon I'd get by with just French and English. I've learned a language now. Come on. So, I mean, I've, I've been doing okay, haven't I, while I've been in France? Quoi? Yeah, you were great. Oops, I said quoi. There you go. And that's me going back into French mode. Uh, but, like, what was, what was my... Oh, yeah, I thought maybe I could be an emperor. Just of a small, like, micro... Like, a, maybe of Liechtenstein. I could sort of usurp the king of Liechtenstein and become an emperor. What do you think? I think you would hate that. Why? Because, what, because I'd get all timid and, f well, what if I forgot to, like, look after my people? What if I was invaded? I'd get scared, wouldn't I? I'd... You would be invaded by Germany. Yeah. I wouldn't get invaded by, that's racist, but I'd get invaded by Germany. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, Margot's French. You can't blame her for that because they're always getting invaded by Germany, aren't you? It's always, <laughs> yeah, I think, with... no, but I think I'd... maybe Liechtenstein I could manage though because about nine people that live there, but I can't really, I'm not very good at making the peace with people. Like if they don't agree with me, I'd just be like, oh, go move to another country then. I'd get, I'd get them good visa rights everywhere. But I mean, I'm not sure if this is part of my five-year plan or if this is just the inane babblings of a man who doesn't know what to say. But I mean, in terms of our company, if we talk about our company and our podcast, I'd like to at least get a pop shield. That's important to me, I think. like I'd, we'd, We need to save up funds. I guess over five years, we could probably raise the funds to get a pop shield. Maybe we should start a crowdfunder and get people to crowdfund our pop shield. Got some background noise. Maybe we'll get some music actually from uh, from Margot's brother. He likes to play the guitar very loudly all the time. Um, but yeah, if we get if we if we start a crowdfunder, we can raise like fifty p for a pop shield, 
and then maybe in five years we can actually start implementing that as a as a you know as a as a, as a new way of podcasting life but i think you know the more important more broadly i just i just would like to pledge my allegiance to the the company and to the cause you know i mean not that i'm not scared of you ben but i mean i am just glad that you're not in not in the room with me because otherwise you'd see that i was quaking quaking with quite strong fear but also i'm happy to be able to now ask you a question because the thing is i've i've uh, i've been hearing a lot of people a lot of people have been emailing in on my personal email address so you don't see it but they've been telling me oh, well what i'm going to ask is how do you respond to the constant accusations that you have poor mic technique and no working knowledge of pop shields it seems like I'm a bit obsessed with pop shields, but I think it's incredibly important. If we're going to work in the audio industry, you need to know about audio things because, you know, everyone's got ears, don't they? And even sharks don't have ears, but they can still eat you. How do you respond to that? <laughs> so <laughs> the way I decided to do this podcast is because Mark is away. He's recorded all of his answers before. But I thought it would be we could get like an authentic reaction from me if I listened to them and recorded immediately after listening to them. So the fact that he's bagging on and on about pop shields, I, I mean, it is maybe evidence that I'm spending too much time with him, but also how predictively awful as a contributor to this, <laughs> a contributor to this endeavor that we've got going together. The fact his fixation is laser focused on the lack of pop shield. The, the, the other thing he has highlighted is the fact that he's continually sending fake emails to our uh, the Mark and Ben. So as a as a direct response to him haranguing everyone uh, who might listen, who have then you know purposefully ignored his harangment, he he's <laughs> fabricating emails to our, to our. Uh, our podcast email, which are almost exclusively about pop shields and contain his pseudonym, Clark Shedbelt. Now, I would say this is a form of harassment, certainly, but mainly it's a sad call for help from Mark Mark Shedbelt, uh, who I'm really distinctly worried about. But um, <laughs> I think this format's got legs. I'm enjoying responding to his useless nonsense i do have the questions in front of me but i, I didn't realize he was going to real to be honest i haven't done the preparation so i've just sort of turned on the computer and started recording uh in terms of the answer to the real question uh my mix technique is on point and my working knowledge of pop shield is that they are completely i'm not going to say irrelevant because we will end up getting one and then mark will really cram it down my epiglottis um but you know i'm a i'm a strong objector to the premature usage of the pop shield so let's leave it at that now mark shadbolt i have a question for you who is your greatest mentor and let's uh for the sake of this interview exclude me because obviously it would make sense and is objectively true that i am your greatest mentor so let's have your second greatest for the sake of argument good boy my greatest mentor well, naturally, what, what pops to mind is Tony the Tiger. You know Tony the Tiger, Margot? No. He's on the front of Frosty's. It's a cereal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, what, what do you have? What, do you, what is it the frog you've got on what we have called sugar puffs? Snaps. Sma uh, smacks. Smacks. 
that yeah but so he's like because he yeah, yeah, I see it, the guy. It, yeah it was it was the first thing that came to mind and i guess it's because he's got such joie de vivre doesn't he yeah. <laughs> and he's like he really knows what his business is and he, he knows how to handle himself in a fight situation doesn't he i mean he is a tiger but although i don't think he's quite aggressive enough i think i don't think it's a sensible introduction for children to you know tigers because he just puts milk on things. I mean, tigers don't do that. They maul people, don't they? They attack them. Well, not always, but have you seen that video on the internet where there's a guy on an elephant and a tiger just jumps out loads of bamboo and gets the guy on the elephant? You should watch it. It's one of those internet things that's on the internet and everyone loves. If I was going to be a bit more honest about mentor, I don't know who it'd be. Maybe my dad. Maybe that's why I'm such a racist. Who knows? <laughs> it's, well, the only reason I'm saying that is to drop dad in the in the doo-doo because he's still not listened to this podcast he's not pulled his finger out and i mean his finger's nowhere near it it's not even anywhere near the podcast button and i know he's got time on his hands now so i'm gonna say my greatest mentor is my dad and that's where i've learned all my racism by the way what's your what are your greatest strengths i forgot to, I, I i got so impressed with my own end to the to my section there that I, I hung up on myself essentially. So I want to know for you from you, Ben Pouncet, what are your greatest strengths? And uh I'll be keeping a very close ear on your responses. Well that response smacked of horseradish and or cod's wallop. Um Tony the Tiger is a weak character. Everyone knows that he was flawed fundamentally by the fact he walked on his hind legs as opposed to honourably on his all fours like his animal brethren. So you can wind your neck in. You should take a more authentic view of uh, serial-based characters. For example, Mr. Ricicles, who was an astronaut, very aspirational, or Coco the monkey from the Coco Pops. Everyone knows he was king of the jungle. F.U. Shere Khan, Team Coco. Um, my strengths are numerous. Um superb and worth listening to. I actually am drawing a little bit of a blank here, to be honest. Maybe I could just have general sort of friendly things like being tenacious, uh, looks for the good in people, and excellent at Rubik's Cubes and Jenga. I think they're pretty safe bets as far as my strengths. Although they're a bit testable, so maybe not testicle. Oh, gosh. Anyway, I've got a question that's more interesting than that one that you gave me. Where do you suppose that there is room for improvement? Where do I have room for improvement? Well, one thing, we, ju we just saw Margot's little tortoises. They're really cute, but one of the things about them is they're slow, aren't they? They're really slow. And, well, I'm not going to say that because also Margot told me that they're always trying to shag each other, aren't they? There was one. Yeah. That's what you've got. One rapist tortoise, <laughs> <laughs> haven't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, uh, but like the the girl one, she's developed a technique where she backs into a corner and just pushes her genitals into a place where he can't get. You'd think with a shell and being able to come back into a shell that you'd have like more opportunities to not. That you think that'd be one one less problem in life. I mean, there's there's got to be a lot of problems that come with having a shell, right? But like, the but. You'd think, you'd think that you could just be able to reduce back into your shell and then not get raped. <laughs> I mean, it's only tortoise rape, so you can make jokes about tortoise rape, can't you? It's not human rape. 
No? Oh, my God's not. If you're a woman, you if you validate, validate it, then uh, it's okay. That's all right, isn't it? Just talking about... Because he's... he's he. I mean, if he was a human, he'd be in big trouble, wouldn't he? Yeah, your he tortoise. Was... But there's the other one that's the tiniest one. What's her name? Layla. Layla. She's like a little hamburger. <laughs> she's like a little... She's like a Big Mac. But imagine a Big Mac with legs and it's cute and it does a wee on you in the morning. That's what <laughs> yeah. she... We, we brought them in this morning and... And uh, it did it did wheeze on you, didn't it? And there was one that did a big poo and wiped it all along the kitchen floor. <laughs> you, you don't think about tortoises pooing, do you, if you don't have much exposure to them? But they're cute. Anyway, so yeah, I am a bit slow sometimes to respond. I remember in our last podcast, um, Ben made a joke, and about about 15 seconds later, I, I laughed, realising what he'd actually just said. I mean, it's even worse while I'm in France. Your dad yesterday, Mar- Margot's father yesterday, told me in French to stay, take the stick out my ass. Right, and I just had a vacant look because I didn't understand the words he said. And how long? It was like 10 seconds after yeah. I started to laugh, wasn't it? Because, uh, you know, why, why did he tell me to do that? That's rude. I think it was in the picture. Oh, yeah. What, and I, I looked too sincere, did yeah. I? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because they were saying, hey, do a fun one. And I, I don't like doing fun pictures sometimes. Because I'm, I want to stick my tongue out, but then I'm worried that my tongue's got like a little coating, a little, a little coating of powder on it. You know what I mean? It's it's the worst. Anyway, well, I mean, well, I think that's it. It's probably just me being slow and maybe, well, not poor mic technique. As we know, Ben is the one with the problem with the mic technique. He's all over the place. And, you know, and there's that one time he went down the microphone. Did you hear that one, Margot, where he just said, yeah, he caught, he just coughed straight down the microphone. I couldn't believe it. It's like, that's not professional, is it? We're trying to make, we're trying to build a podcast empire. And he's just there like wheezing up his guts knob. Anyway, uh, right, so, oh yeah, so the one thing I wanted to ask Ben in, in response as part of the appraisal is, do you think you're being cost effective? Bearing in mind that at the moment we're spending, I think it's £8 a month on hosting SoundCloud. So that means you have to be worth £4 a month. Oh no, because Ben did also buy the microphone, but now we're not using it. You might notice from the tinny quality of my voice but anyway so do you think you're being cost effective well, ben uh, <laughs> bear in mind that you're very say, cheap at the in moment in terms of being cost effective very bad tortoise audio explained pornography channel is uh, we are up there with the best of them i think i think i've counted there you you spoke for about two and a half minutes purely on poor tortoise based coitus which is terrifying frankly so in terms of your cost effectiveness to the nefarious tortoise exploitation industry you are bob on now in terms of your once again slight about my ability to use a microphone i am slightly worried that your recordings aren't actually too bad and maybe my inability to use this microphone will put us at level pegging with mine having all the potential of being decent but my inability circumcising myself across the line which could be a bit of a problem, but let's not dwell too long. As far as your ability to rapidly react as well to jokes, uh, I think I'm probably equally guilty. Particularly when you're podcasting, it's hard. You just get wrapped up in all your own nonsense, and then you find yourself guffawing at something that happened 25 minutes ago. And then you kick the chair that the microphone's on in our very executive studio. Um... Yeah, in terms of digging down to the uh, details of cost-effectiveness, uh, £4 a month, do you reckon I'm worth that? I, I think the fact that, um, you know, a few people say, hey, why didn't you put your podcast out? Uh, I think that's that's enough. I reckon I, I'd pay myself £4 for that impact on the world. 
Um, so I think two pats on the back for M Shads and B Shads. We got married recently. Um, and <laughs> rather callously, I'm going to hit you with a uh, vicious question, which I, I, I wasn't wasn't dealt out by me. I think you've divvied these up, so you've only got yourself to blame. I imagine you're going to get in trouble. Um, you're often very badly drunk. Um, perhaps we could discuss that, maybe in a meeting of our friends and family, uh, eventually resulting in you being shipped off to a secure unit where you can't harm others and uh, find yourself isolated, alone and uh, away from society, which is how we really do all want this to end up. Discuss. Okay, well I've run that one past Margot, if I'm always badly drunk, and Margot immediately said it's true. I mean today, I've, oh no, I have, I just had, but I'm in France, I had like French wine at lunch. It wasn't proper alcohol wine, was it? It was just French wine. It's not, it's not really alcohol, is it, if, it, if it's in France? Especially no, it's if you're not. On, although your parents accused me like, like of drinking wine for breakfast last time I was here. Yeah, but you did. Did I? Everyone remembered. Yeah. Well, everyone remembers except me. How much did I have? <laughs> Just one glass at like 11 o'clock. Yeah. Oh, 11 o'clock. Wow. If I'd woken up at 7, which I probably didn't. <laughs> I guess you woke up at 10. Yeah. Okay. That's weird. I don't know why I did that. I feel weird about that, thinking about it. I guess you thought you were in France, so you had to. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, yeah, I'm not drunk. I'm just xenophobic. Yeah, maybe that's it. But but on the podcast, well, I've never been drunk on the podcast, but definitely had some alcohol. Last time, though, it was Ben who was too boisterous. You wouldn't have heard that one, Margot. But like Ben was, he was uh, shouting all over me. Just He'd gone mad. He'd gone mad with power because he, he believes once he's drunk that he's the most interesting man in the world. Ben once told me that when uh, he when he has to go out sometimes with people he doesn't really, <laughs> that, sometimes, that he doesn't really like, he sits there thinking. He sits there being really entertaining. He says, "Like I'm sitting there, being really entertaining, but thinking, you you are getting such a better deal out of this than I am. <laughs> like thinking that the person that he's sort of he's losing against the person because he's more interesting than them. But yeah, I don't think. I mean, I wouldn't say badly drunk. I'd just say yeah, drunk, but not in a not in a bad way. I think that's more what it is, isn't it? I mean, I'm I'm like a I'm like a fun drunk that you meet at a bus stop who does a wee on you. Don't you think that's a nice type of drunk, Margot? No, it's not. What, what kind of drunk are you, Margot? Uh, I break things. Oh, yeah, you do. Although, well, last time I was drunk, well, not last time I was drunk, but one key time I was drunk with you, you told me to climb up a big metal apple and do a wee on it, and I did because I was a boy. And I no, you, to... didn't, you didn't wee on it. I couldn't wee because I had an audience. <laughs> I didn't know. It's because I'd just been for a wee, but I wanted to prove that I could get up there. I thought that was the key motivation. So yeah, I went, I went up and tried to do a wee, but I didn't. And then I tried to do a... Well, I don't think I was even being that theatrical with my dismount, was I? But anyway, I sprained my ankle and I couldn't walk for like two months afterwards. So that backfired. <laughs> um, anyway, right. So I've got one last question for you, BP. And for the audience, this will be the last time you hear my voice, you poor things. You've got to listen to Ben droning on yet again. Oh, I didn't do any of my compliment sandwiches. I meant to do a compliment sandwich on Ben. Right, what's one of the things? Okay, I really enjoy... Uh, yeah, doing the podcast with you. Also, you smell horrific, like your breath is awful when I sit opposite to you. Sometimes I've got bad mic technique because maybe that's part of your bad mic technique is that your breath is so bad, it corrodes the interior of the microphone. Uh, also, what's the last compliment? Um, 
You've got you've got nice uh, blonde hair. Yeah, I was going to say. Were that. you going to say the same? Yeah. Well, I, was, I take like that. No. Louise with <laughs> like Louise with a spoon. <laughs> no. What's her name? Um, right, Margot's badly drunk. Don't worry. Um, okay, so my last question is: What earth makes you think people want? Well, great. There's a moped ruining my question. Okay, here we go. Bloody France and their mopeds, right, Margot? Mm. Mm, she says. Okay, what on earth makes you think people want to listen to you? Uh, okay, and so that's bye from me, and I'll hand over to Ben to close. Mwah. Reese Witherspoon, that's what she's saying from the quiz, when I guessed that woman's hair from Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, you get it. Um, what makes, pe- makes me think people are interested in what I'm saying? Um, well... Uh, to try and support my ever-withering belief that people are, are interested, I did download SoundCloud Pulse or something, which sounds a little bit like a sex toy, but moving moving in a different direction. I, it's actually to do with the statistics pulled from your SoundCloud. And there are people listening, so I reckon I've got empirical evidence that people are interested in what we're saying, at least. I think this is possibly one of the weirder formats, which I, I hope will only bolster the... Uh, a format that we're going to stick with going forward. I, uh, <laughs> I do, of course, realise that embolster is the uh, combination of embolden and bolster. So let's just smooth on by on that particular issue. In, in direct answer to your question, I, I think that I am interesting in my own right, as is obvious whenever I find myself trapping a poor young man or woman in a room uh, having had maybe four beers and espousing all sorts of nonsense directly into their ear holes and they are petrified and stand there or sit for minutes minutes on end and endure it and I think behind those dead eyes they enjoy every moment every other moment perhaps of my droning and moaning and groaning on. Uh, I'm particularly good at rhyming these days. I like rhyming. Uh, I like using synonyms of different words. Here are a few. Mud, muck, filth, dirt, peaty, sludge, filth. Ah, I said filth twice. I suppose PT is more specific, isn't it? Anyway, I've strayed a little. Um, I would... I haven't got any more questions to ask you, which is disappointing, but I will sign off and do the... Well, I won't do quite Mark's signature aggressive sort of fist-jeering, feet-stamping aggression session at our audience, but maybe just encourage everyone with a little wink and a little twitch and maybe a nudge of the shoulder... Maybe follow us on Instagram or SoundCloud or where we're sort of the Mark and Ben everywhere and if we're not that uh, mid-twenties crisis. Um, Thank you very much for enduring this. I think it's a mental format which we will not revisit and thank you for your continued, continuing to accepting your fate as being trapped in the room with us and managing not to slip into a hypoglycemic coma because we've deprived you of nutrition and have a brilliant week sweet magnificent week all well then sayonara
Sayonara indeed. Oh, sayonara everyone. Have a nice one. You've been listening to the mid-twenties crisis, so, you know, have a nice life and all. Credit any good mood to us. Bingo.